day and welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Message podcast. My name's Lockie, I'm your host, and really my job here is to help you navigate the 167 hours outside of Sunday. And so really the purpose of this podcast is to go beyond Sunday or beyond the message so we can help you grow your faith. And we are entering a brand new series here beyond, actually titled Figuring Faith Out. And over the next five weeks, we're going to take a look at the five faith catalysts. What's actually going to happen is we're going to spend today doing an introduction. So today's going to be really introductory. It's going to help you to get a grip on what these catalysts are and help you apply them in your week. I really hope you enjoy this series. Make sure you bring a friend along for the journey. Invite someone to listen with you for this next couple of weeks. But for now, enjoy the conversation that I have with Chris. We are kicking off a brand new series here at Beyond, and today I'm joined by Chris Podlick to run through part one of Figuring Faith Out. Chris, how are you going there? Doing well, Lockie. I'm doing well. It's good to be here with you. I just want to say today we're, we're really strictly audio because both of us mm. are probably two or three months into um, ISO hair is all I'll say. Yeah, look, I, I, um, I actually do this thing because I'm terrible at um, booking in my haircuts and um, like remembering. So when I go to one appointment, I book my next one in, in advance. Um, but obviously with ISO and uh, not knowing when the next haircut was coming, I said to my hairdresser, like, oh, let's just leave it. Let's just leave it. Uh, and I haven't got around to booking one in. So. Yeah, a couple months in, it's just, uh, you know, I won't comment on yours, but mine is a bit of a mess. It's, I don't know what's going on with it, but. Uh, I don't mind it. It's kind of, it's kind of, yeah, it kind of suits you a little bit. Thank you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. That's uh, maybe, a bit. maybe, yeah, maybe you should bring the long hair back, mate. Yeah. Oh, well, I did used to have long hair. So did you. Maybe that could be our ISO projects. I mean, maybe I'll grow mine out in secret so Emma doesn't know. We could see how long we can, I can get it. All right. Keep people on accepted. the podcast updated. <laughs> That's it. Well, also, I wanted to say, um, didn't realize you're a puzzle guy. You've kind of done everything. You've done, you've done the thing that every person age 18 to 40 has done. Probably mm. eight, like probably eighteen to sixty, really, in isolation. You've you've got a puzzle. How's that going for you? I saw in your message. Yeah. So, well, Emma, uh, Emma was originally got into the puzzle, and she got Rainbow Unicorns. And um, people will be pretty familiar with my love of Batman, but I just I wouldn't do a puzzle unless it was a Batman one. So I went out and bought a Batman one, and um, <clears throat> it's going pretty slowly. I'll be honest, um, and I. It's going so slowly. My wife has another puzzle ready to go. And so she's like, I'll help you do it. And uh, so we spent our Saturday night doing some puzzles. But obviously, if you know anything about Batman, uh, there's a lot of black and a lot of gray and a lot of blue. And the black is especially challenging because there's about 60 or 70 just full on black pieces in this puzzle. So the only way to see how they fit together is to just match every single one. And just a long it's process. A nightmare. It's a nightmare. <clears throat> There you go. Well, you know, I did see it the other day. It's it's coming together. I'll give you that much. It's a long process. But it's coming. Yeah, there's more progress from where you were, where you saw it the other day, and from where it was at in the message. So maybe maybe people can check it out. I'll keep my Instagram updated. Yeah, keep it. the Instagram feed going. Uh, well, look for our for Monday for your message, Chris. It was to look at the catalysts in your life, and if you haven't heard what these catalysts are, we're actually going to touch on those in a bit. But before we get right into the specifics of what they are, Chris, could you just run us through? Um, you know, what are the, what are the catalysts and, and why they kind of exist? Yeah. So they are the five, the five faith catalysts, we call them um, really quickly. They all start with P. So they all start with P. So it's practical teaching, providential relationships, personal disciplines, 
uh, no, private discipline, sorry, personal ministry and pivotal circumstances. And we'll go into them a little bit later. And he did not read that off his screen. He's making direct eye contact with me. This is a Locked man in. who knows his P's. This is great. Um, and they come actually for, for people uh, who might be new to the podcast beyond is actually a strategic partner of a church in America called North Point Community Church. Um, and so North Point, uh, I guess, penned the five faith catalysts that they, they and the way, and we see a lot of similarities in the way that we do ministry. Um, they don't come directly out of scripture, but where they come from is, you know, through when we talk to people about their faith journey, when we hear their baptism stories, when they share their baptism videos, uh, when we talk to people and say, hey, what really kind of blew up your faith? What were the things that you felt really accelerated growth or helped you grow in your faith? Uh, people will often say in one form or another, and they'll have these five faith catalysts at work in their life at one point or another. And so we just kind of piggybacked off something North Point kind of put words to is the best way to describe it. So it's more of a framework, not a, a guideline of faith. Yeah, it's definitely a framework. These are not steps like, you know, you don't go from step one to two to three to four. They're, they're things that happen very fluidly throughout our lives. Um, and I mean, like I said in the message, you might think there's six, you might think there's three, um, and that's okay. That's totally fine. These are not like hard and fast rules, but they're definitely things we can focus on, we believe, to help grow our faith. Yeah, well, it's an interesting side point I've got for you there because this series is called Figuring Faith Out. And I just wanted to kind of start this whole new series by asking, um, have you actually figured your faith out? Like, why, why are we doing this series? Are you the one that's kind of figured the faith out that's going to teach the rest of us how this works? Yes. The answer is no. Uh, I, and I listened to this podcast last time with you and Riley um, for part three of Scared. And Riley did the same thing. Like, yes, no. Uh, sorry. So the answer is no. You also saw me running while listening to the podcast, which was, uh, I'm sure, a, a mind-boggling experience for you. Surreal is the word I would use to describe Surreal. that. That's great. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, <clears throat> I don't have faith figured out by any stretch of... The imagination. In fact, it's a little bit odd to be giving a series called Figuring Faith Out. Uh, but I think that's a good thing about um, journeying and doing life with Jesus is that uh, bizarrely enough, it's not my faith to figure out. My faith is in a person and that person is Jesus. And so as, as we go through life um, and, and as I, I practice following Jesus more and more and following um, the way of Jesus, uh, I think I, get a, I understand a little bit more uh, what it mean, what faith means, and and who Jesus is, and and what He's done in my life, and so I would say it's a it's a process that we're not going to have refined this side of heaven. Yeah, well, I'd also agree with you uh, with you there. I don't have my faith figured out, mm. which I don't believe also disqualifies me from speaking on a podcast or talking about Jesus in any kind of sense. It's just that it's not something we we get to. Um, have nailed again this side of heaven um but i believe i'm on a journey and i know some good things about faith and i know how how jesus works and i haven't quite worked it out in my life yet and i think as well that that's a great question to ask at the outset of this kind of series because for anyone who comes with this mentality of i'm going to figure faith out i think that's a dangerous place to start from because i think it's it, it's a saying that is essentially saying the same thing as I'm going to figure this relationship out or I'm going to figure this person out. And the reality is relationships grow, they evolve, they change and we grow and evolve and change over time as well. And there's never a point in your life where you're like, I've nailed this marriage. I've nailed this friendship. I've nailed it all. Um, and so that's the same way 
as it is with faith because faith is a relationship. That's right. I really, really appreciate that. So we've talked about um, all the different catalysts, but today we're actually going to talk about them and just have a conversation about what they look like in practice. So Chris, we've talked about all those P words. Could we just yep. go through one by one and actually go, what does it look like practically to have this as part of my life? And as you hear it, you might go, oh, I know what that is. I just didn't realize what providential meant or whatever it was. So yeah. hopefully this gives some legs to your faith as well, or you can recognize some of the things you already do. Yeah. So first, first one is practical teaching. And um, in John eight twelve, Jesus is kind of talking about that. He's the light of the world. And he talks to people. He says, I'm the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And in this idea of practical teaching, um, there's this Hebrew word, Rodolf. And this Rodolf um, is, that, is the word there that John uses for follow. And it's not a passive term. It's actually an active term. It, it actually means to pursue. So this whole idea of following Jesus is a pursuit of Jesus. And Jesus... Uh, was a first century rabbi and rabbis were teachers. Uh, And so this whole idea of practical teaching is all rabbis teaching was always very, very practical. It was always about how to live your life and how to mold your life into the way of your rabbi or into the person you were following. And so practical teaching is, is essentially like taking scripture and seeing, uh, you know, what does Jesus say about uh, how to forgive? What does Jesus say about how I should treat people who don't share my views and values? What does Jesus say about um, how to pray or how to forgive or how to handle my finances or sex or all those all those sorts of things? Um, and so practical teaching is that kind of thing where the rubber really hits the road. It stops becoming this intellectual thing and starts to become something that we apply to our lives. That's great. And if you're looking for somewhere really practical to get um, a bit of practical teaching from the Bible, look at Sermon on the Mount or the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew Mm. 5 and 6. And Jesus kind of outlines what it looks like to have perfect faith in God and what it looks like to follow him. So check that out. Um, Spend some time there. Some great chapters, possibly the best sermon ever, ever delivered. Um, But I'll actually be talking about that next week on the podcast. I would would actually say that um, the Sermon on the Mount is the, uh, the New Testament equivalent of the Ten Commandments. So if you've ever heard of this thing um, called the Ten Commandments, the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus's reinterpretation of the Ten Commandments. Well, there you go. That's a, that's a good wrap for it. I think it's a, yeah, definitely worthwhile and very practical. So, so get into that this week. Uh, what's our next catalyst, Chris? Next one is providential relationship. So big word. Pr- providential, big word, but they've all got to have P, right? Like you couldn't just have special relationships. No, you um, so when, when we mean providential relationships here, what we're talking about is not just friendships, not just uh, someone that you bumped into, but more specifically, people that you feel like God has brought into your life for a specific reason or a specific season or that it's kind of like, I don't know how this happened, but God brought this person um, into my life. And I would say, you know, God's ultimately in control of who he provides for your life um, and to lead you through um, seasons. But I would say that one of the best ways you can position yourself to have providential relationships in your life is to get in a group, just get in a circle. Because when you get in a circle, um, when you get in a connect group, you start to hear 
different um, voices and different thoughts from a whole different range of people with different life experiences. And some of those people might just be the person that God wants to weave their story into yours to help you through um, what you're facing. It's really interesting because when you're in a church circle and some people go from not having faith to suddenly, you know, leading on a team within the space of six months or a year, I know that, that God uses all things, but more often than not, he uses a single person in a community so it's not one person's responsibility, but more often than not, it is one person who offered them, you know, to come back or they took them out for dinner. So those, those relationships are really important. And I think what's really cool is that it's got a almost uh, secular equivalent is when people say, Oh, this relationship was meant to be like, we found each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's just not necessarily uh, boyfriend, girlfriend relationships, but people I've heard neighbors say, Oh, it's like we were meant to be here. And in a Christian circle, we get to say, yeah, that's a providential relationship that, that Jesus made happen. Yeah. And I think in, in my life, there's definitely a couple of people that I think of when, when that term providential relationship comes into play. And, and one of them is a really, really close friend of mine who actually started out as a teacher called MJ. Um, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Um, no, his, <laughs> his name is Mark Johnson, but he, he was my year eight uh, Christian studies teacher at high school. And it turned out that at the youth group that I was a part of, he actually went to school and grew up with one of my youth leaders. And then he ended up, he was looking for a church at the time and he ended up coming to the church I was at being one of my youth leaders. And then he just became like a really, um, really key voice in my life all throughout high school, all throughout um, university and time overseas and um, all up such a big voice that he um, was actually my bridal party. (laughs) So he was one of my groomsmen. Yeah. That's huge. That's awesome. I'm sure listening today, you can think of one or two people who have been influential in your faith journey, taking you to that next level, calling you up when you know you needed it, things like that. Um, so think about where they exist and um, you know you probably know they're really special. Mm. Next, we've got personal ministry. Uh, what does that mean, Chris? Yeah. So personal ministry, that, that's um, just something maybe it's serving on a team somewhere or leading somewhere, but it's, it's really actually saying, you know what? Um, God has given me some unique gifts and, uh, and I'm going to stretch myself to actually use the gifts that God has given me. It's different from uh, I go to work and I use my gifts that maybe God has given me, but it's now actually, well, uh, hang on a minute. I'm going to actually use these gifts in a deliberate way to lead people to know Jesus whether that's through music, whether that's through serving in uh, kids ministry or youth ministry, or whether that's through uh, social media posting or whatever it is. And often um, the reason that we kind of talk about this faith as a catalyst is because often when, you know, if you're new to faith, you think of serving for the very first time, it seems scary and it seems daunting. You know, someone's like, Hey, do you want to be a youth leader? Hey, do you want to kind of lead a connect group? Hey, do you want to jump on the marketing team or whatever? And you can kind of feel like, Oh my goodness. Like, I don't know if I have it in me. I don't know if I have that ability but it's when we get right up to that point of i don't know if i've got enough that we have to step out in faith and trust god and it's in doing that that so many people say hey that's when my faith really started to grow when i didn't think i had enough and i I stepped up to the plate anyway and i saw how god provided for me and then more than that i saw the influence i had and i saw the way i could actually speak into other people's lives uh, through my own personal ministry that's awesome and uh, at our last one, we've got pivotal circumstances. We missed one. We missed one. 
we missed private disciplines. Private disciplines, we did. I've scrolled too yeah. much. You just know them too that's well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Private private disciplines. So, what private disciplines are is they're they're things that, and we often hear about it in people's faith journey. Like, I started reading my Bible regularly. I started praying regularly. I started uh, I started giving financially. Um, and they're things that we do. And when, when we say private disciplines, they're not things that have to be kept in private. They're things that, yep, you can pray in public, you know, um, you can read your Bible in public, all those things. But they're, they're things as well that have a private element that it, it requires some sort of discipline uh, within us to, to be able to do it. And it's more of that idea of when you, when we begin to do it on a regular basis, and this is the part I love, whether we feel like doing it, whether we're happy about doing it, those private disciplines actually God uses to grow our faith. And I think that's one of the, one of the most incredible things about a discipline is no matter the attitude you have towards it, it will move you forward. That's really huge. I think that speaks into a big reason why this podcast exists. Um, Cause we say you've got 167 hours outside of Sunday and you can turn up to Sunday worship and please do like we love Sunday. It's the best thing in the world. Um, but how we, we also believe that just turning up isn't going to grow your faith. Um, you're not going to engage in all these, you know, amazing relationships of, as we've talked about just with the one hour, but, you know, activating your faith over the course of a week and, and, and a year and a lifetime is going to lead you some, to some awesome places. So in the same way, we're not saying that um, a catalyst is to listen to this podcast, but we hope we can give you practical advice that would go, Oh, this makes me want to go and start praying or giving or, or whatever we kind of yeah. are pushing towards that week. Yeah, absolutely. And the fifth, the last, the you've got, we made it there now. We've um, got it. So the fifth one is pivotal circumstances. And this is, this is one that's really hard to like, you just can't engineer this way in any, any possible way. Like you can have a lot of control over personal uh, private disciplines. You can put your hand up for your personal ministry you can do your best to position yourself for providential relationships and you can put yourself in environments where people deliberately teach very, very practically, but there's nothing you can do um, to put yourself in uh, circumstances for providential, uh, sorry, for pivotal circumstances. I think of pivotal circumstances, uh, the um, biblical thought that comes to mind is like Moses as he's leading the people um, out of Egypt and God's saying like, hey, Mo, you got to trust me. I'm going to get you there. And then Moses starts to charge towards the Red Sea. And there's this body of water. And he's like, I can't get around this. Like, I don't, where am I supposed to go? And God's like, Mo, you're just going to have to trust me, mate. You're just going to have to, you're going to have to keep charging. And you need to trust that when you get there, I'll create a way. And often we hear in people's stories as well, either they went through a breakup or uh, they got engaged or they got married or they had a child or they lost a child or there was a divorce, whether it was theirs or whether it was their parents or maybe they were in a car crash or something happened um, that at that moment, their faith could have gone either way. And maybe for a season, they kind of lost faith, but it was through that event that God used it to lead them back to faith or to actually grow their faith uh, as well. So It's a lot different to the others. Um, why is it included? So you, you mentioned the others have a, a level of control. Why is this one included in into the five catalysts of faith? Yeah, it's just one of those ones that we hear over and over and over again in people's stories. You know, something happened in their life and God used and God used it. And I think it's it's where we see that uh, verse from Romans that, you know, God uses all things for the good of those that 
love him um, and uses all things to kind of lead people according to his purpose. And so uh, it's, it's included just simply because everything that happens in life, not necessarily that God ordains it or God, you know, says this is going to happen, but God will use our circumstances to leverage, to grow faith. Awesome. Well, we're going to talk about all five of those things across the next five weeks. Um, and in this, po- I'm going to announce it now because we're going to have a bonus episode of beyond the message, which is so exciting. I won't, I won't go into the guests that are going to be there, um, but we're going to have some new voices on the podcast, which is exciting, but keep the means- people guessing people are going to guess who's on it. No, keep the people guessing. Oh, that's right. You can guess if you like. Sure. It's, yeah. Um, we don't have any clues, do we? We didn't, we didn't prepare this, this far. You got to go in cold. You just got to, yeah. But we're going to, yeah, we're going to spend a week on each uh, of the catalysts. So we're going to, you know, it might seem a bit vague, but that's, that's okay. Um, because our full Monday this week was just to look at the catalyst in your life this week. So to really wrap up and we haven't really followed our, our full Monday kind of question uh, that we normally do in this podcast, but really our last kind of question to lead us into next week is how can we best use these catalysts in our life? Like what is the space for them and how do we best utilize these five things in our life this week? And obviously onwards that. Yeah. Well, I think the reason that I wanted people um, and that the full Monday was to kind of start to observe them is I think in, in life, there's almost like this um, at times emphasis, like, well, why isn't God doing anything to grow my faith? Or why isn't, why isn't anything happening in my faith? And then if we've got a bit of a framework, if we kind of know like, Oh, okay. Like here are some of the things that can be catalytic and can really help me figure faith out, can help me blow it up. Then at times where we maybe feel disconnected or not as close to God, or we just feel a little bit flat, we have something to go to, to kind of say, huh, well, you know what? My private disciplines haven't been as great this month or, you know, I really, I really haven't been connect, attending connect and I've really, you know, don't have the relationship speaking into my life. Um, I really am not kind of looking to apply anything that I'm learning. Like I'm not actually serving. And so we've got opportunities um, when we feel maybe a little bit stunted um, or maybe just like faith is a little bit flat that we can now go to, to help us figure it out as opposed to kind of just stumbling around in the dark, kind of going, I don't know where to, st- I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Faith can be really scary. And in a way that uh, a good mentor mentee relationship will have uh, talking points. You don't just kind of go into a conversation blind, just saying, Oh, what's going on. You would say, how's this thing going? How's this thing going? Um, where are we tracking with this particular area? I think the five catalysts again, when you're in the dark and there's going to be times in our faith where we wake up just feeling completely hopeless. Um, but there's other days where we wake up just fired up to go and pray or, or whatever we want to do, mm-hmm. but it provides a framework in which we can say, okay, um, that this is probably why I haven't been serving. I haven't been connected in relationships. So it gives uh, a lot of framework. So I think, I think that's great. I think everyone's going to get a lot of value out of this, out of this series. What do you reckon, Chris? I, I really hope so. I'm really excited. And um, I just hope that it can kind of put some handles on um, this thing that perhaps is often talked about as an abstract concept a little bit. And that through this, that, um, that our listeners and people who tune in online, their faith, God really does use this series to blow their faith up in a big way. That's good. Have we got it on the spot for Thursday? Cause this comes out on a Wednesday. For we a- Thursday. Yeah. On the spot, <clears throat> mate, that is hard. Like you can just make a list. 
maybe if you had to make a list, here's, here's what I would save my on the spot for Thursday. Uh, make a list of uh, those five faith catalysts and maybe see, you can jot down where you see them at work in your life. That's, that's what I would say. And, and go, go as far as, you know, uh, practical teaching. What are you applying at the moment? Uh, providential relationships. Who are the people in your life currently that like God mm-hmm. brought them in? Personal ministry. That one's pretty easy. Do you serve? Yes or no. If you don't, get on a team somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, personal disciplines. Do you have some? If not, what disciplines do you think? Oh, maybe I need to jump on board. Um, and are there any pivotal circumstances that you can look back on and see maybe God moving? So there's... um. That's a great full Thursday. We've never done that before. And uh, that was on the spot. So that was off the that cuff. Was, that was good. That was Normally I, I melt under pressure. No, not today. This is a new Chris. This is great. Fantastic. Well, that's all from, from today. Uh, a nice introduction podcast into this series. We hope you love the series. We hope you are going to get a lot of value out of the bonus episode, which is going to be coming. Uh, I'm excited for that. Can't wait. And uh, we are going to be back with Chris part three, I think, next week. Um, we're with Riley, but Chris, you're back for part three. So we'll I can't see you wait then for part three. It's going to be great. We'll uh, have a great one until then. We'll, we'll catch you later. See you guys. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Message. If you liked it, share it with a friend, put it on Facebook, whatever you can do to get it out there. We'd love to help people impact their 167 hours outside of a Sunday. That's all from me. Have a great week and we'll see you next week with Riley Brown.